0: favorite seasons of the year. It's only second to probably Christmas for me. I mean, truly preseason magazine season. It's like its own national holiday. And it was last week, right? Beginning of last week, we talked about what Athlon Sports had to say about the Gamecocks. Very intriguing stuff. And you guys know this time of year, right? We can't get enough college football content, college football coverage, college football banter, whatever it might be. So we're continuing the conversation today because I went to my local Publix yesterday. Shout out to Publix, by the way. Went to my local Publix yesterday and picked up a copy of Lindy's Sports Preseason Magazine, their national 2023 college football preview. And here's what everything that Lindy's thinks and has to say about the Gamecocks entering the 2023 football season. First things first, We'll start with the top 25. And I already posted this. They've got the Gamecocks ranked 24th. Let's run through, though, the entire top 25, at least where the SEC teams we will actually go through the entire top 25. Why not? Give you guys an idea of who is where. At number one, of course, surprise, surprise, they've got the Georgia Bulldogs. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Alabama. Number five, LSU. Number six, Florida State. Number seven, Washington. Number eight, Penn State. Number nine, Texas. So Texas getting a lot of hype yet again going into the season. Number 10, Southern Cal. Number 11, the Clemson Tigers. Number 12, Notre Dame. Number 13, Tennessee. Tennessee catching a lot of hype, too. Number 14, Kansas State. Number 15, Utah. Number 16, TCU. Number 17, Oregon State. Number 18, Oregon. Number 19, Wisconsin. Number 20, Ole Miss. And they referenced the transfer portal as one reason why they are so high on Ole Miss. Number 21, Oklahoma. After a terrible season last year. We'll see if Brent Venables can get it turned around. Number 22, Iowa. Number 23, UTSA, the Roadrunners of Texas-San Antonio. How about that? At number 24, South Carolina. And at number 25, Tulane. Now, let's hear what they have to say about the Gamecocks. And the headline reads, Nation on Notice, Beware of Rattlers' Bite. You're going to see a trend very soon when it comes to their commentary on South Carolina. They say the Gamecocks ripped the guts from the then number no. five Tennessee playoff hopes last season, scoring a stunning 63 points in a route. A week later, they took down rival and seventh ranked Clemson for the first time since 2013, 31 to 30. It was spectacular, and we think it's real. This will be a fun sequel. So the good news, bad news, and their call. Here we go. The good news, they say. Spencer Rattler failed to become an Oklahoma legend. He didn't add to the Sooners' Heisman Trophy case as many expected, but he just might be that guy after all. But in Columbia, South Carolina, rather in Norman, Oklahoma. Focus on his final three games, 84 of 122, 69% completion percentage, 1,044 yards, 10 touchdowns, and three picks against powerhouses, Tennessee, Clemson, and Notre Dame. (laughs) Here's the bad news per Lindy's. South Carolina's leading rusher, Marshawn Lloyd, transferred to the other USC. Former five-star defensive lineman, Jordan Burch, also went to the Pac-12, landing at Oregon. Allowing 151 points in the last four games of the season, as the Gamecocks did last year, has a way of keeping expectations in check for 2023. Their call? It's good to be Shane Beamer entering year three. His defense won't scare anyone, but if Rattler's going to play out of his mind then the Gamecocks are going to be a mighty entertaining team ticketed for eight wins, maybe nine, question mark. So, a lot of the commentary, guys, which I guess isn't surprising, obviously, right? Because it's all about the quarterback in college football. But it centers around signal caller Spencer Rattler. I mean, a lot of the optimism, a lot of the hype around the Gamecocks in this publication, it centers around what Spencer Rattler can do. Uh, here is their, or here are their conference picks for the 2023 football season. We will start with the West, winning the SEC West. Surprise, surprise! They've got the Alabama Crimson Tide at number two, the LSU Tigers number three, the Ole Miss Rebels number four, the Arkansas Razorbacks number five, the Texas A&M Aggies number six, the Auburn Tigers, and number seven, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Moving over to the SEC East. Again, what a shocker. Winning the East, they have the Georgia Bulldogs. Number two, the Tennessee Volunteers. Coming in at number three, the South Carolina Gamecocks. So, where Athlon's got the Gamecocks, what, finishing fourth? Lindy's has got Carolina finishing in third. Okay. Coming in at number four, they've got the Florida Gators. How about that? They're much higher on Florida than many publications out there are number five they've got the Kentucky Wildcats so they're not nearly as high on Kentucky as some others at number six they got the Missouri Tigers I don't think Mizzou fans will be happy finishing sixth and at number seven they've got the Vanderbilt Commodores now let's go back to what they have to say about South Carolina good news bad news their call again a lot of this is or some of this is repeated from earlier in the top 25 They say the good news, quarterback Spencer Rattler was terrific in the last three games, beat Tennessee and Clemson. Bad news, lost best running back and top D-line into the portal. Skill positions and O-line are concerns. I'd say O-line. I don't know about skill positions, but the O-line for sure and the D-line. Their call, if Rattler plays at a high level, the Gamecocks will be oh so dangerous to everybody. So again, a lot of their optimism centers around Spencer Rattler. A lot of it does. Guys, we posted earlier this morning on social media, but Lindy's has six Gamecocks named the preseason All-SEC team. Four of those on the first team. Wide receiver Juice Wells, all-purpose Dikevion Joiner, defensive back Nick Imawari, and punter Kai Kroger, all preseason first team All-SEC Gamecocks. Two Gamecocks made the, uh, all the third team. Excuse me, I almost said fourth team. The third team. Quarterback Spencer Rattler and tight end Trey Knox. So six Gamecocks on the preseason All-SEC team. Also in the SEC, they did their SEC Honor Roll, where they named things like most accurate passer, strongest arm, special teams demon, best pass rusher. So a long list. There was a Gamecock mentioned. The most dangerous deep threat in the SEC, Juice Wells, per Lindy's Sports. And I know many of us would agree with that. And I think even Juice Wells is getting slept on. Uh, they talk about some of the games of the year. Carolina mentioned on here a couple of times, September the second, South Carolina, North Carolina, which we now know is a 730 kickoff. Great quarterback battle with South Carolina Spencer Rattler against UNC's Drake May. They highlight September the 16th, Carolina at Georgia. Here's what they have to say is South Carolina a contender or pretender? Let's see how they look versus the champs. That's a good way to put it. They highlight September the 30th, South Carolina at Tennessee. Gamecocks knocked Tennessee out of college football playoff hopes with huge upset in 2022. October the 14th, they highlight Florida at South Carolina. Gators spanked SC 38-6 last year before the Gamecocks turned it around. And they also highlight, finally, November the 25th, Clemson at South Carolina. Gamecock scored a huge road upset last year behind Rattler's passing. They also talked top 10 NFL talent to the SEC. Coming in at number 9 of the top 10.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: And so Rattler and their commentary, good decision to return and improve his stock. Okay. They also talk some recruiting in here, guys, mentioning, obviously, Nicholas Harbour. You know, just the, the 2023 signing class, best signing class since 2012. Gamecocks definitely making waves on the recruiting side of things. Getting into the team breakdown. The team breakdown. So, they do not have a record prediction. So, Athlon had a record prediction. They do not have a record prediction, but I think it's very clear and obvious. They've got the Gamecocks finishing third. I think they've got them at eight wins. Maybe even nine. It depends on how high. And they're pretty high on Tennessee. So, they've got Carolina Again, I think this is honestly Lindy's. And not that we're we're looking for who's the most optimistic publication. This is probably the most optimistic you're going to find. Um, Athlon was obviously very skeptical with 7-5. and Granted, they were only one game off, but the way that Lindy's talks about South Carolina football and their prospects of this season, I I just thought it was very, very optimistic. Again, I'm not going to go through offense, defense, special teams and respect the Lindy's. Go buy the magazine. It's a great magazine, and I'm not getting paid to say that. I just love preseason magazines. Their overview, their overview of the Gamecocks is this. There's no doubt that Beamer has brought great positive energy And there's an abundance of momentum within the program. But that will be put to the test with a rugged early season schedule. Consider what the Gamecocks open at North Carolina with Heisman candidate Drake May. And before September ends, also have trips to two-time defending national champion Georgia and Tennessee. And then they will try to reverse 2022 losses versus Florida and Mizzou before visiting revenge-minded Texas A&M. All before September. Halloween. So we all know, guys, the the gauntlet of the schedule that is going to be something that everyone is talking about going into the 2023 season. Uh, returning starters, guys: ten overall, four on offense, four on defense, also the kicker and punter. Uh, they list the players to watch for: quarterback Spencer Rattler, wide receiver Juice Wells, tight end Trey Knox, D lyman Jordan Strawn, linebacker Mo Kaba, <coughs> safety Nikki Mawari, and safety DQ Smith. They list the strengths and the problems of the Gamecocks. Here we go. Primary strengths. It's hard to win without great quarterback play, and Rattler started to find his way at the end of the 2022 season. He's the linchpin with a talented group of receivers plus an experienced offensive line. At safety, Emanwari and Smith both earned national recognition among freshmen last season. Here's the potential problems. There are three positions that are either young, inexperienced, or lack in depth, and all can be exposed quite easily in the SEC. The defensive front's a big question mark, especially on the edge, but so is linebacker. So, nothing we didn't already know, I don't think. Uh, 2022, by the way, get this five year betting trend against the spread. Gamecocks went seven and five against the spread last year, and they are 13 and 11 against the spread during the Shane Beamer era. Most valuable player for the Gamecocks, they've got listed quarterback Spencer Rattler, emerging star, safety Nick and I don't think anybody would disagree. And then top newcomer, they've got tight end Trey Knox. Here's something that really, guys, really jumped out to me. So they listed a key number, okay? The key number is five. Get this. Get this. Why the key number is five, you may ask. Five is the consecutive seasons, and our guy Travi, is going to freak over this. If you watch the Daily Crow on YouTube, of course, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Travi Real well. loves to talk run game and stopping the run. Get this. Key number's five here. Five consecutive seasons in which South Carolina has finished 11th or worse in the SEC in rush defense. Teams don't win big without stopping the run, and it's going to be a challenge this season with a largely new front seven. Five straight years, South Carolina has finished 11th or worse in the SEC and rush defense. I mean, guys, that tells you the story. I mean, when you talk about things that Gamecocks football must do to take the next step, okay? Take the next step. Or just even, I'll say this, sustain eight wins, as a benchmark, be an eight to nine win per year program, that number right there, that's got to get fixed, man. That run defense has to get fixed. Has to get fixed. And you can say it's not a big deal. Well, we won eight last year. Who cares? It's not that big of a deal. But it is, guys. It is. And when you look at the numbers last year, I mean, it's... I'm not taking anything away. But I tell you, when I look at the numbers, it's a miracle. It feels like... Excuse me. It feels like a miracle that the Gamecocks won eight games last year. South Carolina scored 32.2 points per game, which was tied for thirty-eighth. They were 105th in rushing, 118.8 yards per game. 40th in passing, 260 per game. 71st in total offense, 378.8 yards per game. On the defensive side, 28.8 points per game surrendered. That was tied 86th in college football. 116th against the run. 198 yards per game. They surrendered 206.7 yards per game through the air. That was 34th. And the total defense, 404.7 yards per game. That was good enough for 88th in the country. Here's the one that really stands out. And Shane Beamer has mentioned this of something they got to improve. The turnover margin. Gamecocks finished minus four, guys. Minus four. Minus 0.31 per game. That was tied 95th in college football. I mean, you think about it. Carolina couldn't run the ball. They couldn't stop the run. They weren't good at taking care of the football. And they won eight games. I mean, it's a miracle they won eight games last year. Really, when you think about it. It feels like somewhat of a miracle. That's not taking anything away. Just based off of you blindly gave me the statistics. if you blind me, gave me these statistics, I would tell you, excuse me, guys. I would tell you this team probably finished 6-6. and Maybe. They may not even make a bowl game. This is the resume. The statistics of a team probably didn't make a bowl game. It's it's wild. It speaks to the job that Shane Beamer and company did. Here are the three big questions they have for the Gamecocks going in this season. Number one, what happens at running back? The options heading into the summer were somewhat dubious. An undersized guy, a converted wide receiver, a D2 transfer, and an incoming freshman. Following the spring, South Carolina was peering into the transporter. Boo, that, that Boy, that's, that, that's one way to put it. That's a big oof right there, the way they phrase that. An undersized guy, a converted wide receiver, a D2 transfer, and an incoming freshman. Number two is Dowell Loggins, the right-fitted offensive coordinator. They say the Marcus Satterfield era ran two seasons and produced two big games, which happened to be the final two before he left to reunite with Matt Rule at Nebraska. Loggins didn't have a lot of NFL success in an OC role, but he'll fit into shame program nicely in offseason work. Or has fit into shame program nicely. And number three of the big questions, we just talked about it. Can the Gamecocks finally stop the run? They say some would settle for slow down the run as South Carolina has finished 11th or worse in the SEC each of the past five years in rush defense. Former Gamecock standout Travian Robertson was hired away from Tulane in April to move to Columbia to coach up the D-line, but there remain questions of depth along the line and at linebacker are gone. So, questions that we all certainly have, no doubt. Here is the scouting report, by the way, which comes from some random anonymous, I guess, SEC assistant or what have you. Here's what they have to say. Spencer Rattler can make all the throws. His problem has always been turning the ball over. He'll make so many good throws and create explosive plays, and then he'll throw some bad ones. Defenses have to make him pay when he does that. Nobody made him pay in the last two games against Tennessee and Clemson. I also think losing offensive analyst Freddie Kitchens on the staff is a big blow. Look at what South Carolina did the last three, four games, and you see a lot of flavor of Freddie Kitchens and what he brought from the NFL. But Shane Beamer's done a heck of a job. Can't say anything but good things. Players like him. Carolina's a hard job. And for him to do what he did, you've got to take your hat off to the guy. Is Freddie Kitchens a bigger loss than we are giving that credit for? You know, I'll be honest. The loss of Freddie Kitchens is not something I really had thought about. But, uh, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's something to factor in. I don't know. And then finally, guys, a quote from Tyreek Johnson then I'm not sure if this was published somewhere else or or they specifically called him for the sake of the magazine. I'm not sure exactly what they did, but Tyreek Johnson had this to say in regards to building off the last two seasons' success. Quote, we can go anywhere from here, possibly win a national championship or whatever, go undefeated. So the confidence in the building is sky high as the Gamecocks enter year three of the Shane Beamer era. So that is everything Lindy Sports has to say about the Gamecocks. And again, guys, of course, they've got a lot more in here. It's jam-packed with information, breakdowns, analysis, Lindy Sports. Love preseason magazine season. And of course, Lindy Sports falls right in that category of magazines I always look forward to diving into. So what are your thoughts? How do you feel They do South Carolina fairly, unfairly. Again, guys, in my opinion, I think this is probably as optimistic a publication as you are going to find in the preseason, but it's obvious they hinge a lot of the Gamecocks' success on the performance of quarterback Spencer Rattler, which I think is very fair. This season feels a lot like last year when I said, hey, you'll go as far as seven takes you. that seems to be the case yet again this season.